0: good morning good afternoon or good evening this is mike tom and jim and we are one more than two we are three sweet me bro
1: everybody uh thanks for tuning in this week we are gonna hit the following uh we're gonna talk about backlash in puerto rico big success not a success we're gonna talk about that and we're also gonna touch on drew mcintyre's contract status word on the street is is he's pulling a mox uh we'll get into that and then i think to round it out um i don't know maybe a sneak peek to some uh big news that's gonna come Really interested to uh, get into this one So, of course, we've got the matches of the week And then uh, Tom is going To blow our minds With the spotlighted wrestler of the week So, gents, if you're ready, let's talk some shop Kind of touch on some stuff that's happening It just seems like news just keeps happening And happening, and where it's been like What? To like, oh god, no Like To like, oh
0: shit okay, wait, wait, So,
1: wait, gents, um Did you guys, uh I don't. know why I keep calling you gents. I don't know, right. dudes, bros, <laughs> <Hey> dudes, Ch- <laughs> what I mean? Ch- chums. Yeah. Um, did you guys? Uh, anybody? I didn't watch Backlash because I just can't. So um, uh, that sounds horrible. Like it's like I'm like guys, I can't <laughs> watch it. Like I just don't want to. Um, sure. I don't care how good it is, but I heard it was pretty fucking good. Um, did Did you guys see it? Did you watch the whole thing? You know what are your What are your thoughts? I I was texting you guys and I was like, hey,
2: are we watching Backlash? And both of you were like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, yeah, neither am I. And I totally did. (laughs) So um, I actually, I I thought it was probably one of their best pay-per-views in a while. And I think the reason being was they kind of all went, they they went all out for Puerto Rico. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Jim, did you catch any of it? Nope.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't see any like, said, like I said a couple of weeks ago, it, you know my, my approach to w w e at this point is I'll watch Simon Miller's ups and downs, and if it's compelling enough i'll I'll go back and rewatch it. but i you know this is the this is this is actually part of the discussion going on in the internet wrestling community right now, um you know about ratings. Because of social media, it's hard to know how popular a product is because between WWE's TikTok account, their Twitter account, their Instagram account, everything that was worth seeing you saw right on social media. There there wasn't all the big talked about Mm. moments from the pay-per-view I was able to see on social media, so I didn't really feel it none of the matches stood out to me as like, oh man, I got to watch this storytelling. It was just moments and, and yeah. those moments I could get from their social media. So yeah, I didn't bother watching it.
1: Yeah, no. And um, interesting. Cause I um, kind of the same um, didn't just, you know, highlights uh, and whatnot, but that's what it, it, it seemed like to me was just, again, you know, they just cherry picked what they wanted me to clearly look at um but where i guess i would say is just its success where i thought it was kind of interesting and i think i talked to i either the group or tom or jim i can't really remember um about that like it i mean having the biggest star in the world at this point you know in your product that's pretty fucking amazing you know and to do it in puerto rico and whatnot and it's You know that's really impressive, and to have two people of color main eventing, you know, um, a pay per view like that was it was great. You know, and and some of the homage and, but I I I drop very short of like oh my god this was a spectacular success is it was successful because I'm happy to see that um, you know a culture uh, who deeply is is passionate about wrestling clearly you know I, I think. Um, that crowd base has always been known as a very pro big wrestling crowd. Um, but where do they go after this, um, is my biggest thing. Saudi and Saudi Arabia. Right. And like, <laughs> it's, no, and I know that's funny and you said, but yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, they're onto the next, they're on to the next paycheck. And I was happy cause you know, uh, not spoilers, I don't know, but because it was on social media, Carlito and Savio Vega came back and like to some a pretty big reaction and whatnot. But like, there's a reason why he's not there anymore. You know what I mean? And it's just it's it it sucks um, because I was also going to ask you guys if you've heard any of this news. I guess Damian Priest is getting huge praise for a lot of the stuff he's been doing lately. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. Do you think he's it's going to be and I I don't mean this against him at all, but like a flash in the pan, you know, you know, where it was like, hey, let's put the belt on Rey Mysterio. Uh, We'll see how that goes for a little while. You know what I mean? Do you think he'll eventually get to that level? I don't know. Just anyway, just some random thoughts about.
0: Yeah, I I think Debian Priest is definitely going to get some rub coming out of this because, yeah, he's, he's being highly praised for taking care of bad money. Right, and 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 working with Bad Bunny really well, both in that tag match. You know, Bad Bunny's first match was a tag match with Damian Priest as his partner, and now again. So he's got a good track record of making a big star look really good, and he's he's had a great run in WWE, both in NXT and on Raw. You know, so I, I hope he does get the push. I hope he does get a lot of momentum kind of off this because the guy's earned it. Um, yeah, I remember watching him back in the, back in the good old days, you know, pre WWE when he was, was at Murder Martinez. Um, the, the guy can go. He's got real skills. Uh, he's, he's, he's got real talent. So, uh, you know, they, they did say that this was the, the most watched backlash in history. Uh, this was the most viewed backlash they've ever held. This had the highest grossing gait for a backlash that they've ever had. I hope this is an indication to them that hey, maybe we can go back to Puerto Rico. Maybe this is a good spot for us. Um, you know, kind of continue to branch out. Uh, I, I think that'd be good. I I love that Zelina Vega got to have her moment that in Puerto cool. Rico. I that, thought was, that was awesome. That was incredibly heartwarming. Uh, yeah. Watching her 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 have that moment that was really touching. So I I, I hope this this continues. This is the the beginning of a lot of good things for Damian priest, for Puerto Rico, um, for, for a lot of different pieces there. But all that being said, I still didn't feel compelled to watch it. Uh, and you know, maybe that's, maybe I'm just a bitter jaded old man, but I just good for them, but they're so deep in the hole with all of the problems that they have in terms of their racism and homophobia and, uh, booking decisions that I just, I have a really hard time justifying watching the pay-per-view even if it's, it's in Puerto Rico, uh, definitely not going to watch the one in Saudi Arabia. That's for fucking sure. Uh, nope. but they're, like I said, they're just in too deep of a hole to climb out of for me.
1: Yeah. Same.
2: You know, yeah. I don't, it, I have no desire to watch the Saudi Arabia one. I thought the Puerto Rico one was, was interesting to see. Cause I think, uh, I really, really wanted to see what they were going to do with, uh, Damien Priest. I want to keep calling him Punishment Martinez because of Ring of Honor. I went on like a downward spiral of watching a bunch of his matches, and and I at first was never really like sold on the guy. But if you watch his Ring of Honor stuff, he is incredible. He does some of good. The, he does some of the like coolest work I've ever seen. Uh, it, like kind of like that late Ring of Honor era. Um, yeah. And yeah, also Jim to your to your point with Zelina Vega, like as much as I loved her having that moment, you got to also mention Rhea Ripley for playing her part masterfully. She was the heel of all heels in that match. And she just, she knew her part and man, she played it well. I thought, I actually thought out of the whole night, that was probably the match of the night for sure. But other than that, yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't love the Cody versus Brock, uh, uh, No, you man, God, him? dude,
2: that was weird. I I I've been waiting to talk about this. Like that was weird. That match was bizarre, like bizarro land to me. Because Brock bled like the hardest way possible. Did you, well, he did you see it He like way. grabbed, it was like he grabbed it and just like headbutted the ring. Uh, the the um the posts or whatever it was, the the underneath the padding. And like you saw it and I was like, oh my god. And they kept showing it, which is like okay, great, I get to see a piece of metal go into some guy's skull, which is always great. And like, he bled. And that was weird to see Brock that vulnerable. I thought, you know, I know a lot of people thought like, oh, was it planned? Was it not planned? It clearly was planned because if you watch Brock, he like throws himself into it. But I just thought it was like, why are you like the the whole, to me, like the, the whole story between Brock and Cody is completely pointless. And this like really Amplified it to me. It it, it, like it was just not necessary. You made Brock weirdly look weak, which is like, that's not what you're going for because every dude he's ever fought has always put up a fight like pound for pound. But Brock has always kind of had like the upper hand, like Cody looked like he was squashing him. Like, am I wrong? Do Do you like,
0: I wouldn't say look like a squashing him. Cause I mean, even the, even the finish was kind of a, you know, Cody, out foxing the fox, right? You know, yeah. and, and got the pin off of the, the the uh uh Kimura attempt. So I don't know I don't know if it, it looked like a Cody squash so much as it made Cody look stronger than he needed to. Yeah, right? oh for sure. Yeah you you and and they're continuing it right because they're gonna have that the next match again in Saudi Arabia. Yeah they could yeah. have ended it right they could have ended it in a strong way and that match with cody squeaking out the win and then moving on right he's yeah, oh yeah. east and move on now it gets dragged out and who the fuck knows where they're gonna go with it because it you it it's not a feud that makes a lot of sense it's not a feud that looks good on paper or in the ring in my opinion yeah oh for sure so i don't I, it goes back to what we talked about before right you know the, the 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 old booking decisions have come back and it's who knows what the fuck the logic is behind it
2: <laughs> at this point I think they're just throwing darts at a board like eh, <laughs> let's give it a shot guys but yeah, I, yeah I, I just thought it was a very very strange outcome I thought it was a really strange match um, thankfully I, it didn't headline did it it did headline I was gonna correct you, Mike, uh, when you were like the two it was like two people of color, and it was like uh, I was two white dudes, bro. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> the only the only color Brock got was red. Climbing. Climbing. word on the street is uh, drew McIntyre um is kind of um quiet uh, about <laughs> his his status, like for for lack of a better word. Um, and it seems like all reports are, um, leaning towards that he's kind of pulling a, a, a contract ex- expiration. I guess we'll call it kind of the, the a la John Moxley, uh, who just kind of let his contract expire. No compete. Uh, there are no, no competes and he, that's why he showed up at AEW or, well, he eventually took his time. It wasn't overnight, but he could have if he wanted to um several have actually i think there was a couple that did that um i think it was roddy just actually yeah, roddy. just did that very like his i mean again waited a little bit but he his contract expired um and this and that but anyway past the point so um and everything that i've also heard is that he's just been frustrated um he the communication hasn't been great um I, like argumentative um, from lack of a better word, I guess, or just, they're, they're not really listening to him um, or vice versa. No, so, uh, I, I don't not know.
2: WWE. My right. but
1: I think I you're being a little too critical
2: with yeah. your, your white gloves and AEW banner in the background.
1: <laughs> Damn right. No. <laughs> so, so, cup of wine. <laughs> but, uh, that's right. My glass. Weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> not, um, not
0: Italian. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway gents what do you uh what do you think about um the, what's going on with Drew McIntyre like or lack thereof kind of really
0: well who can blame him I mean <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah. you, you can fucking blame him I, I, you know you think about the fact that the guy the guy has busted his ass for for that company and continue to grow And has gotten shafted left and right and left and right and left and right. And, you know, I can't blame him one bit. And I think it's the smart thing to do is to just let your contract expire. Then you don't have to wait 90 days. Then you could move on. Right. Just just write it out. You know, I've heard the same rumors. I've heard the same kind of reporting that he's very unhappy with the creative direction. Uh, He's not happy with what they're pitching to him and i watching the product i have zero problem believing that i have no reason to doubt that report because it has seemed aimless you know they they he had that he had that triple threat at wrestlemania with with gunta and uh sheamus (laughs) but they didn't like aside from having sheamus versus drew mcintyre version 917 i don't know if they they have any ideas for the guy uh and it's it's incredibly unfortunate because he's he's exceptionally talented i think he could be a legit contender for roman reigns but they're not using him that way they're 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 putting him into mid-card status and and you know for a guy who carried the company through the pandemic that's a shitty thing to do. That's a really shitty thing to do. So, again, can't blame him one fucking bit if, if he is, in fact, writing out his contract and, and looking for greener pastures.
1: Well, I think I think you kind of uh, – I can't remember which one of you alluded to it. Um, was that like – it was almost kind of like a slap in the face that they didn't give him the title over – I think because wasn't it like they they did that whole – you know, McIntyre was going home to train and wasn't it that that one? And yeah, it was yeah, like – yeah, clash what an what asshole! What's a oh, clash of the? Ca- I think you said what an asshole. I was like, oh well, yeah. Is. I mean,
0: Roman, yeah, no, but um, I thought you said clash of the assholes, which also would have been. <laughs> 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 what? you
2: guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, which isn't. I mean, Jim, you're
1: not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right, but. So I, I just, and I, I mean, you, you got a kind of a slap in the face. One would think, um, you know, even if it is just let him carry it for a little bit and give it, you know, a, they trade wins a little bit, like still and make him a contender. But I don't know, Tom, what do you think? I uh, man I agree with you guys.
2: I, it, it is, it's super unfortunate. The dude carried that company on his back during the pandemic. We said it a thousand times before, um, I I don't want to watch a wrestling company that is willingly putting him like on mid card, even even lower than mid card status, and he's so much more talented than, than being there. Um, that being said, too, like Mox, I think single handedly proved, and Matt Cardona have proven that like you don't need the WWE machine to be successful anymore in wrestling. And if you're smart with your money, at least um, I know that. I mean, Mox is. Countless times said, like, all I did was save money. I don't, he's like, I'm a very minimalist guy and I don't spend a lot of money. So I have money. I'm fine. I could retire today. um And I'm sure McIntyre's the same way. I mean, this isn't the 80s where they were just blowing, you know, all their money on coke and pills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, you know. It turns out, yeah, Drew McIntyre is just a wild yeah. animal who so can't bro. be tamed. Oh God! It's like actually, guys, I've been meaning to tell you. Um, Holy but,
2: but yeah, I mean, I think it would be great. I think it would be great if he let his contract expire. He pops up on the Indies. I think it would be incredible if he showed up at GCW because I think GCW is the Fed to kind of watch for for guys to put other dudes over, especially in different federations. I know Matt Cardona is really big in there, and Mox goes over there, and uh, like we said countless times before how fucking amazing would it be if he shows up in AEW and we get him and um Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> Will Ospreay
2: yeah him and him in a bag apparently i, I don't know uh yeah him and Will Ospreay i think that would be just unreal i think that would be a match of the year a match of the year contender he's he's such a fucking awesome talent that like AEW would be stupid not to scoop him up so,
0: when if you watch his work when he was in impact and when he was working a lot of like, he he was the culture pro wrestling champion for a while. You, oh, yeah. You his, yeah. You watch his work after he left WWE the first time when he was Drew Galloway. He had, he has an amazing bag of tools that he's not allowed to use in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more to him than if you've only ever seen him as Drew McIntyre, you're mm-hmm. missing a lot of his upsides. Uh, and, and I'd love to see him be able to pull some of that stuff out in an AEW, in a GCW. I'd love to see him kind of go that route and, and, and bring back his passion, you know, bring back his passion and be a lot, you know, be allowed to be him. Be allowed to be in control of his own, uh, you know, story and be in control of his own destiny. Uh, and I think he could do really well with it because he's got a mind for it. He's got the talent for it yeah good for him good for him wasn't he wasn't he
2: kind of the uh in impact and and when he was in like different federations before he came back to wwe and he was kind of like that in nxt where he was kind of like i'm bringing professional wrestling back he's like i'm a man of the people kind of thing and then when he came to raw he ended he ended up in that like stupid dogs of war like they just immediately turned him heel and i was like
0: yeah, he went from, like, when he was NXT champion, he was super fucking babyface, right? He was totally oh, yeah. babyface. And then, like, two nights later, he's on Raw, and he's the shit kicking his heel next to Dolph Ziggler. Like, <laughs> how, how did that happen? Yeah. Like, they just... Uh, it was just from the beginning, they didn't know what the fuck did they had with the guy. Yeah,
2: We're gonna pair you with Dolph Ziggler, and he's
1: like, uh, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> did you
0: speak into my good ear? Thank you. Uh,
1: <laughs> No, I mean, I remember, and just not to go back to, I mean, just, I think just reinforces that he'll, if he does leave WWE, which God, I hope he does, um, you know, he showed up in PWG for a little bit. He did, I think he was either in Bola, and they loved him. That's a, that's a tough crowd to embrace. And like, Mm -hmm. you got to give props to as Cody. He was there, man. And they, he probably took his lumps a few of them um i think um what's his name Uh, god damn it johnny he fucking johnny bravo johnny johnny good times fucking Ty of valkyrie's husband he's always changed his goddamn name (laughs) johnny Johnny elite
0: johnny Johnny morrison yeah no no no. johnny good times is good times is definitely his next gimmick yeah we need johnny good (laughs) times johnny Johnny (laughs) good times johnny good times Fuck yeah, I'm down for Johnny Good Times. I'll buy the shirt right now. Pro <laughs> wrestling tees if you're listening. Yeah. Make a Johnny Good shirt. I'll buy one. <laughs> By several he's yeah. got to have like an
2: elf uh like an elf like a yo kind of like We <laughs> don't really know if he's he smoked a lot of weed or he's just kind of dumb like
0: <laughs> I, now i'm picturing john morrison trying to eat the family's cat and it's <laughs> <happen. laughs> oh man hey, good time what are you doing yo oh johnny good times you rap scallion at your shenanigans again. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Oh, well. well welcome, time. welcome. It's
0: not as good as Giovanni Rabisi, but it's Yeah, still- hey, you know yeah. what? No, okay. Look, I get shit on for mis-
2: mispronouncing a name here and there. Mike like completely blows it. Everyone's like, oh
0: like Mikey Good Time. Oh
2: He's back.
0: I honest God had no idea what the fuck you were talking about, Mike. I- when you said Johnny Good Times, I'm like I thought I was like Johnny Swinger? Like are we Like Johnny bad? Like I
1: was like, is that your he was never a BWG. <laughs> he's always like, well, no, because he's like Johnny Mondo. Yeah. Uh he was jo- John the- Impact, Johnny Elite. Jo- Johnny Nitro, Johnny Lucha, whatever yeah. the fuck he was in Lucha Underground. Like the I don't know his fucking name. He's well he's, I am he's Valkyrie's husband.
2: He's like a professional boxer now, so he's like Johnny Two Fists or something. Uh, yeah. Who
1: knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's his name, yeah. Johnny Good Times. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Good Times.
0: So <laughs> yeah, Johnny Good Times. I'm pretty sure that's a stripper I saw on South Beach before. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Man,
1: that was good, Johnny Good Times. So anyway, back to Drew Galloway, or back time. to Good Times, <laughs> back to Johnny Good Times. No, um, I'm just saying he wherever he goes, he is going to be very welcomed, and I couldn't think of a better stage and to. What sounds like, you know, could be a, some new beginnings for AEW. And I think speaking of that is Jim, you kind of alluded to this and it's been really, really hush hush. And I'm surprised because that seemed like I was like, holy shit, it's going to come out that Wednesday. Um, And uh, Tony Khan comes out and says, you know, he does his usual, Hey, big announcement thing. And um, I was thinking, I'm like, man, There's been no like Tony Khan's going to make a big announcement. At least I didn't think there was. They just kind of threw to him. And then he makes a big, oh, next week is going to be this big announcement. And this is what I originally thought, you know, um, was going to be announced that night. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess that makes sense or something. So, Jim, I take it away, man, like some pretty big news.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, both in terms of professional wrestling and in terms of, uh, the media landscape, this is incredibly significant if it proves to be true. The, the rumor is the reports are that the Warner brothers media has uh Warner brothers discovery. Because uh, after all the mergers, <laughs> that's what their name is now. Uh, but they have pro- they have offered one billion dollars uh, to stream all of AEW's intellectual property, including their pay per views, including their live shows, including their you know their television events. Uh, basically, creating a situation like WWE has with Peacock. Uh, however, it would be instead of on Peacock more than likely be on discovery plus which is warner brothers discovery warner brother discovery's largest streaming platform they currently have um now the question again this is all this hasn't been official yet this hasn't been released but the speculation is uh, all of aew's back catalog would then be on there as well and the question then becomes would ring of honor be a part of that Uh, personally, I think, absolutely. I think it has to be a part of that. Uh, again, much the same way that you can go on Peacock right now and watch WCW, AWA, you know, you're, you're buying the library just as much as you're buying the current product. I think the relaunching honor club was a great kind of like how WWE network was a proving ground to get subsumed into the larger, Uh, conglomerate the larger uh, body of peacock i think launching honor club was a way to kind of prove that there's 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 workability there and that gets subsumed into discovery plus as a streaming network as a streaming model i see this as a huge if this is true if this happens this is huge win for aew I mean, a billion dollars to invest into that company, that is a, a gigantic sh- sign of confidence in the product that is going to give them a ton of maneuverability. Plus, knowing that all of your stuff is easily accessible and cataloged on a worldwide streaming platform gains a lot of legitimacy for your product, gains a lot of legitimacy to, to your talent. This is this really is a big fucking deal. Um again, hasn't been announced yet, hasn't been made official. But if that is Tony Khan's big announcement for this Wednesday, this is earth shattering. I mean, this really is. This is changing the landscape of professional wrestling. Um, because this isn't this isn't an upstart company anymore. This is an established mainstream competitor once you reach that level. So this is a Big fucking deal! This is big news for Tony Khan and AEW.
1: Definitely going to put a lot more eyes on the product, Tom. What do um? What are, what are your? Have you heard anything more about it, or like anything to add? No, not really. I the, I'm just kind of hearing this for the first time.
2: Um, I think that is it, it's game changing. Like. I know there's a lot of old diehards who are clamoring for the days of the Monday night wars again, which is like, whatever. I don't think we'll ever be able to replicate that ever again, but I would, I would hope that if that does happen and Tony Khan does that, then we would see a better product eventually start to form in WWE. But the likelihood of that even happening with that decrepit old piece of shit, McMahon, like, I don't think that will happen anytime soon, but like, that's, I look at it as how like, I always kind of thought that Ring of Honor was going to be AEW's NXT, and now that they have a backing of that big of a company, and not just kind of Tony Khan just kind of throwing money at his own personal money at it, that's huge. That means Ring of Honor can get a proper TV show. They can get a proper set. They can get which I I'm, I'm indifferent about because I love that that old feel of Ring of Honor where it's just like I hate to say the term Bingo Hall because it, it that's that kind of atmosphere if they do it, they could do it right and make it cool. Um, which I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting like excited just thinking about it, but like it is already a cool product, but like it could be even better. And like to have that catalog already available like that, that's huge. No other wrestling company is able to do that. I, I don't even think impact's been able to do that. Uh, right, Jim, I, I don't Or ask our impact guy, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah we'll see and what impact did is is they went they went to the the youtube route right so you can get a subscription a youtube subscription to impact's channel and you can access a lot of things but a lot of their old content is already available for free on youtube because they weren't smart about it um you know one of the other we were talking about this before we started recording but one of the other really big advantages of having the streaming option and this being part of this larger network is, you know, the the old school model of ratings are everything is a dead model. Um, you know, most people are watching now on, on, they're watching on, on streaming platforms. They're watching on social media. You know, the, the idea that if I'm not watching Wednesday at 8 PM, it doesn't count. Doesn't matter. That's not a legitimate offer anymore. That's not a legitimate, um, uh, uh, valuation tool anymore. You offer this streaming option that expands the the uh, advertising capabilities of AEW. And that's where money is. That's where the money is, is with advertising. So this is going to open up a huge a- a revenue stream for them as well. Not just in terms of the subscriptions, but in terms of more eye seeing it more possibilities to see it equals you can ask for a higher buy rate in advertising, higher buy rate in sponsorships, huge financial turnaround, huge financial windfall for the company.
2: That's, 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 that's unreal. That's crazy. And speaking of ratings, Jim, I think you just uh, pissed off Eric Bischoff. So careful. Good.
0: Good. So
1: I I guess with this, with Warner brothers coming in, does that affect, um, speaking of impact, the impact relationship that AEW kind of has the new Japan, does that because, again, it's, you know, at the end of the day, they wrestling is still has that kayfabe of, you know, I want to protect our product, you know. Um, So it's I don't know any thoughts on that or, you know, what what like is there maybe a chance that, again, New Japan gets to an even greater audience? I think, you know, they're doing a good job with these, you know, with the with the uh i get western tour uh -hmm. you know the united states stuff um some of the shows tom you and i have seen uh and and whatnot so it's like they're they're building but do they you know does this come with it kind of thing like that i guess give them more of a rub like i don't know jim what do you what do you think
0: well no that's i mean that's a very good point mike you know the aew Has been really innovative and has been has really stood out because they've partnered with and had these good working relationship with New Japan, with impact, uh, with a lot of indies as well. Right. Showcasing indie wrestlers on their show. Triple A. Right. That has been a standout for them. I think, you know, they're look, they're they're not selling to to warner brothers they're partnering with warner brothers uh and and i think because of that distinction they'll be able to continue those partnerships continue those uh open door policy kind of a thing Um, because for all warner brothers knows well that's just part of the business anyway right that's just that's just that's part of what they're buying to begin with is aew has made a name by being open to those kind of cross promotional opportunities. So, you know, why would you kill the goose that laid the golden egg, so to speak? So I think it's a it's a rightful concern, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that it won't create too much of a a hiccup there.
2: Fair enough. Yeah, I I completely agree. I actually think that Impact in New Japan probably won't even say anything and be like, "Whoa, wait a minute because more eyes on the products, more eyes on wrestlers will get people to at least I think will be like, "Hey, where is, you know, you now where is this Okada guy from or where is, you know, Jeff Alexander from?" And So like I think it's it's a smart way to get people to tune in elsewhere without directly saying like, Hey, switch the channel to these guys and you'll be able to see them. So I think, I think it's incredibly smart. And I think it's a great question, man. I think it's, it kind of only time will tell. Um, and con being the, the wrestling fanatic and, and lover that he is, I could see him just being like, yeah, whatever. If they're on our show, they're on our show and they get, you know, I'll, I'll mention where they're from, but you know, as long as I'm sure Warner brothers will be like, don't mention the other networks, but like, you know what I mean? And and also too, like it's as much as I hate to say it, it, like as much as I love New Japan Pro Wrestling, I can't see Warner Brothers being like, like worried about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah,
0: Warner Brothers isn't concerned about what's on fucking Axis TV. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're not going to feel threatened by that competition.
1: Right. Well, no. So I guess I guess maybe. Thinking about it now, um, with just the most recent, I guess, kind of uh, all eyes on AEW was, was El Hijo del vikingo see tom it's not hard oh my god nailed it god man every time got it is this so, um, is this, it's called him the son of the viking like really guys yeah. <laughs>
0: this
1: is the viking kid America. guy tom you did you, still wrong pegasus <laughs>
2: viking kid you know
1: <laughs> no it's just but like again so this is triple is very protective of and like you can tell like now he's kind of going away again and it's it, I, I could see it getting to the point to where it could get kind of ugly, uh, just in that aspect of, of some organization saying, well, no, hey, Okada's our guy. No. And you, you, you know, one and done or two and done and whatnot. And that, I guess that's just what kind of worries me because I mean, it's a, ama- cause you wouldn't, I, I'm not trying to give, I, who am I, <laughs> really? When it comes down to it, some dickweed in the Midwest. But um, Mikey, good times, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mikey, That's good Mikey times. Good time.
0: That's who um, the
2: fuck you are. To, to add to your your point, Mike, I, I the only thing is, I think AAA is like the wild card of all this because they're kind of notoriously known for. I don't want to say, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for uh like no take backsy <laughs> because like <laughs> as stupid as it sounds like i know they're like really notorious for protecting the wrestlers and being like it's like the old school territory like hey i'm going to send my guy here right. but if you really want him you're going to come check him out in AAA. like that's why i guarantee that in, in that that match with him and omega there's no way omega's going over in that match because he's in triple a territory and that's like that's some old school territory stuff which i do kind of enjoy and i think that we're kind of getting that back if that's where maybe you were kind of going with that but i don't yeah I, out, of all, out of all of them i, I only see triple a kind of being the i guess the gatekeepers of of their product because anywhere else i i can't like I, like jim said i i can't imagine new japan and, and warner like them being like warner brothers absolutely not they're gonna be like Hell yeah! Because they're trying to get a market out here in North America, so AAA. Yeah. I think AAA is, is honestly your 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 wild card, and and they might be the ones to. Because did they they did something recently where they pulled, uh, they pulled that with, um, who Jim? Who am I thinking of?
0: Uh, you, you, yeah, um, the, guy, the guy who just went to NXT. Um, shit! Oh, he's, um, he's Penta. He's Penta's brother. Um, Dragon Lee. No, he's russia's yeah. oh, yeah. brother russia russia's brother, yeah. Rush's uh, brother. Yeah, yeah, Sorry.
2: yeah 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 they just they just kind of did that and and two with uh what's his name um charlotte flair's husband oh on friday andrade. Andrade, didn't didn't they were didn't they pull
0: like kind of some some weird shenanigans yeah andrade couldn't go to forbidden door because of triple a that's
1: yeah. right yep mm-hmm. So I can. So that's where I was kind of going with it is just the fact that like it's just I hope this doesn't rob us of because we AEW. That's where I was going is when I was like, really, I'm not saying, you know, I know anything, um, but uh, that's why AEW is why I think the world knows who you know, um, El hijo del Vikingo is. That wouldn't have never happened in WWE. And I could just see Triple oh, A being like, you got him for a couple, but now, you know, Tom and then it, it unfolds into this. But like, I hope they don't ever it gets to the point where they're so selfish that they're like, no, we're not even gonna let these, you know what I mean? Where it's like they're really gonna and they again, they're they've been kind of known for that to being like, like you said, no takes these, you know, <laughs> no takes these backsies and whatnot. And they get very, very protective of their product. And I just I hope some of these other companies don't do that as well, you know. I, I again, I, I I'm behind you, and I think you know uh, New Japan Impact GCW. Some of these individuals will be like, hell yeah, it's Warner Brothers, but then I, it's still wrestling, man, and it's a business. And I could see people being like, at, at the end of the day, man, money talks. Unf- I'm not trying to be the negative Nancy of the group, but you know, it just I don't know. It's obviously this is like a big if, yeah, uh, huge. <laughs> huge if, you know, even if this allegedly goes through, but it's just something to think about, you know, and it's like kind of almost like you said, Tom, just even thinking me saying it out loud is like, it's like, you're suddenly back kind of getting into territory days where it's like, you know, it's, you know, GCW is here and you know, impact kind of runs here more of the South, you know, whatever and stuff. So I don't know, just kind of interesting. So she had to talk about,
0: <laughs> Good thing we have a podcast for that.
1: I know, right? We can get real down the rabbit hole. I don't
0: know that, like, I, that, you know, I mean,
1: I could see that happening. I mean, I really could, where it's like some of these, especially like Triple A being so snobby with their fucking talent, where, it, you know, I like, Andra, and I think Andrade was like, I wanted to be a triple or triple door. <laughs> Jesus, triple. Holy shit. Forbidden door. Um, <laughs> triple door. Um, <laughs> he really wanted to be there but he couldn't do it because because of triple and triple like they were kind of holding him hostage like and it just they've been kind of known for that and i just i hope it doesn't get like that you know and it's just at the end of the day this is wrestling and like share it with the world man shit
2: What, what do you uh, what do you guys have for your match of the week or weeks?
0: It's been two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah Two weeks. Match match of the since last recording. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, why don't you go first? You never get to go first. I yeah.
2: kind of don't want to because I know you uh, guys are going to uh, kill me.
0: Oh wow!
2: I, I all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a heel turn. I. I picked bad bunny and Damien priest and I'm not, I'm not joking. However, my, you hear that silence? Tom? Yes. uh, Yeah, I hear it. Oh yeah. (laughs) However, it's more because of the crowd. Um, and also too, I ate a weed brownie and I love watching (laughs) wrestling while I'm high because it makes it that much more magical. But that crowd was fucking phenomenal to me. Yes, it was Bad Bunny. And yes, Damian Priest was carrying that match. But it had a lot of things that I feel like a lot of wrestling companies and wrestlers want in their career. They want that like nostalgia. They want that big pop. They want that like big show feel. And and I I think they did it really well. And I wish they would have um I wish they would have actually headlined it, but um it reminded me a lot of um Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor. Um. So I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really great. I thought the crowd was, was awesome. I think Carlito. Even though I'm not a big Carlito guy, I I texted you guys like I can't believe Carlito and Savio Vega got the pop that they got.
1: Um. But being well, dudes I'm from Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico. Yeah. they're huge down there. Well, his dad, no Carlito's dad, like ran Puerto Rico, right, Jim?
0: Yeah, Carlos Colon. Yeah.
1: Carlos Colon. Yeah, he's that's his kid. I mean, that's. <laughs> Doesn't get much
0: more Puerto yeah, and Rico. Sadio than that. Vega was Quang, right? They love Quang down in uh down. Really? In Puerto Rico. No, I'm just kidding. I was um, gonna know, say really? was, he's, been there for, like, he's been wrestling in Puerto Rico since the fucking eighties, man. I mean, he's 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 an icon in Puerto Rico. Had no idea. But yeah. he really was Quang. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought it
2: was I thought it was a really fun, it was just a fun match. Was it anything to write home about? No. Um, but that's why I enjoyed it. I think the crowd really, really, really made that show.
1: No, fair enough. I mean, it, it's definitely a throwback I think yeah, Tom you and I were <laughs> No, I think, no, I mean, it, it it goes back to say, I mean, it is, and that's where it's, I really hope and they're not. It's wishful thinking that WWE would capitalize on that and I hope oh, Tony yeah. Khan, if you're listening to a very, 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 very independent podcast on wrestling, <laughs> dude, fucking go down and clean up at Puerto Rico and do it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like it's there is so, un- I mean, that crowd, again, Bad Bunny, but like, again, watching the highlights through social media, even it you could tell Bad Bunny wasn't there to sell himself, like he really seemed to be representative. So I could see why you picked the match, Tom, because I've heard, I have heard Bunny as a celebrity, which is, you know, it, it wrestling still has that, hey, we're not, we're very picky choosy still you know, about who we let into this world yeah. and with the celebrities. And like, for obvious reasons, I could see why they've picked some of the ones that they pick, but Bad Bunny has just always been a fan. And from what I've understood, it has been like, please let me do something. And like, I am yours, teach me. And he's been very respectful, which is pretty cool. And it kind of, it felt, I could see in the highlights that I saw that, that he was like, holy crap, like. This is what this feels like to them, to the rest. You know what I mean? And like, it just, I thought it was kind of cool, you know? So I could see why you would pick that, Tom. And like, again, feeding off the crowd energy and knowing that Puerto Rico is a, is a pretty damn big or is and was, um, a, a big mark in professional wrestling. So. I also I also
2: think that, and I hate saying that, and we talked about it earlier. I hate saying that like anybody has to prove themselves, but like because I think we've you know, especially as much as as long as we've watched the uh, wrestling, some of these guys we've already seen, and especially like you know Damian Priest as punishment Martinez, it's like that guy had nothing to prove because he's always been like in my mind after watching some of his matches in Ring of Honor and stuff, he's always been a main event dude and. The fact that I just hate when people are like, he's proven himself to be like a main event guy. And it's like, no, it was always there. You just didn't give him an opportunity until now. Um, So like, I I thought he really, really shined in it. and, And it was like anybody who was like, he's really proven himself. No, you guys just weren't watching. Like this dude has been pretty fucking awesome for a while.
0: Yeah. Well said.
1: Fair enough.
2: Jim, what do you got, man?
0: Uh, I uh, I actually went with uh, again some I consider an unconventional pick, but I'm I'm going to defend it. God damn it! And that is the battle of the Max. It was Willie Mac versus Ninja Mac on this week's this last week's Ring of Honor. Um, I've been a big fan of Willie Mac for a long time. You guys he's know I best. love a, I love an athletic big man, uh, oh. and and I I I think the guy is phenomenal. He has a great talent, and the fact that he's built the way he is and can do the things that he d- can do is fucking amazing. I think Ninja Mac is one of those kind of unsung stars of the Indies. I think he, he does some phenomenal shit. Uh, and I love, I said this a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, styles make matches, you know, and having a guy like Ninja Mac, who's a total high flyer, uh, and a guy like Willie Mac, who's kind of that, that hybrid of, of strength and agility, I thought that was, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was well put together. I love to see those two styles clashing. uh And I just, I love the, I love the fact that those two have nothing to do with each other and they both just happen to be named Mac. That for some reason to me tickles me pink. uh And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. I know, did you guys watch the Ring amount of this last week?
1: I di- didn't get a chance to, but I can, you know, will sing the praise of, of your love of Willie Mac. Um, he's just, he's, I don't know. I'm like he's a ten times better version of the junkyard dog. I, I yes. just you know, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: and, you know and what and I mean. Junkyard dog was fucking great. No disrespect. Yeah. Don't get me
1: wrong. Yeah, it's just he's just a better version of it. But like the thing that just and it, it's I want him to explode, and he deserves it. Some of the stuff he did in in Luch Underground was hilarious and great. So the guy, like, he can, you know, he can he gets the pretend aspect of it, but the guy can really go. I'm just so afraid that wherever he does go, one, they won't know what to do with him because um, he has shown up, I believe, in AEW a couple times. And it's been like, yeah, uh, I it? think in like, yeah, he um, had a
0: couple matches, yeah,
1: more on dark and all that nonsense there um, and whatnot is that. But that he would turn into like, hey, like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why I did that, but like the another iteration of like polka dot dusty roads. And he'd be just like this good time shucking, and it would turn into this just, especially, I'm not, allegedly, I'm not saying that they would do this, but WWE, I think, would just, like.
0: Oh, they absolutely uh, would.
1: Right. And and I could see it kind of happening. I'm not saying it would happen. I just, I feel like AEW would just be like, well, we don't really know what to do with him, you know? And it's just, it stinks, because I just, I really hope he gets a national spotlight at some point, because he's just, he's great. So, I don't know, Tom, if you saw the match. Uh, no, I didn't, but I, I love Willie Mack. That guy's
2: phenomenal. Um, he was uh, in Lucha Underground. He was the fucking best. I loved him in Lucha Underground. Um, and yeah, no, that, that's a great pick. I'll have to go back and watch it. I love pretty much anything Willie Mack does. Um, actually, I was uh, when I was doing the Matt Cross episode, I was really close to picking Willie Mack as my spotlight.
1: Nice. Yeah. He's great.
0: What about Ninja? Have you guys seen a lot of Ninja Max? No, I have actually no idea who it
1: is. (laughs) I've heard, but I haven't, I've heard the name, but I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger and watched anything.
0: He reminds me of a slightly smaller Gringo Loco, um, like a very (laughs) similar kind of uh, style to to Gringo Loco. But uh, no, I, I think he's, I think one of my favorite, like kind of unsung stars of WCW was Blitzkrieg in the cruiserweight division uh-huh. the well, wow he was this scrawny ass white dude in a red suit and a red mask uh he like he literally only wrestled in wcw and then just disappeared when WCW he, it, it was like on. a
1: almost like a blink and you miss it too right yeah, jim I mean, he wasn't there for very long
0: I think he a was, in, was he in NWO Revenge, or he was in one of the one of the N64 games, right? But I fucking loved Blitzkrieg, and Ninja Mac kind of reminds me of like the next Blitzkrieg, but uh, hopefully not disappearing quite as quickly as Blitzkrieg did. So, so yeah, if you get a chance to check out Ninja Mac, he's got some good. He's he's had some good shit on the Indies. Mikey, good times. <laughs> you get to t- <laughs> you Good Times. You get to back clean up on match of the week.
1: Oh man. So mine mine wasn't a match. I just it's it's been it's been a couple of weeks. Um haven't really just nothing really stuck out um and whatnot until I don't know, I just I know it's not it's not a match, but goddamn that it was a segment where Christian Cage came out this past dynamite <laughs> in Detroit. And it was it was like this. I was laughing so hard. Not Christian, not at not at the segment, not at the fans, but I was just I was like, this is it was I felt giddy like the 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 Kenny Omega El Ijo Vel, oh my god, I almost well,
2: well, well that's <laughs> so easy, Mike.
1: No, el, el Ijo del vikingo uh being very giddy at that match. Um, and this just was like watching a heel just be an absolute asshole, but also stumble and the crowd that like completely just railroad and knew it and were all over him. Cause I don't know if you heard what they were chanting towards the end. They were saying edge is better and he was getting so flustered. That's was the like, Oh, in Detroit, guess my, you could tell he was like, That was his like, fuck you. Like he was just, he, they got him. And it was just like, this is, this is why I love professional, like man, was that fun. Like it was great. Cause like, I think Tom pointed out in, in text, we always, whenever there's a good promo, we always like pick and pick and choose. And I know Jim, I think you had said you had seen it, but Tommy hadn't seen it. I was like, Tom, you gotta watch it. Yeah. And he comes back immediately with him. He's like Detroit, you are literally the worst city in the country. And I mean, just immediately, like from off the bat, he just shits all over him. But like he started, he stumbled and then they just, It was it was funny because you could tell it was just such a fun dynamic of I got him. Oh, shit. I lost him. I got him back. Oh, shit. Now I'm dead. Like they got me. And like it was hilarious. I don't know if you guys saw it or if you have anything to add to it. But I was just I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was great. (laughs) Just all around great.
0: Yeah. Christian is a master on the mic. He really is. He's 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 brilliant at working the crowd. And it's, it's such a different style from like the MJF work in the crowd, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's the, it's the traditional classic heel promos that he can cut. Uh, and the, the, the barbs that he can take out in those promos. I, I'm a, every time Christian is talking, I'm a big fan. It, there's going to oh, be people yeah. coming out of it. And yeah, it was, like you said, it was, it was a really good. It was a dance between Christian and the crowd that night. Uh, and, and it was it was something really fun to watch. It was something great to watch. Cause yeah, in ring action is fantastic. But if you're gonna do mic work, make it count. And Christian knows how to make it count. He builds interest in what he's doing based on his mic work. So yeah, totally. It was it was a good, good fucking segment.
2: I I absolutely love when a heel comes out and immediately insults the crowd like immediately is like your city sucks I I, the only reason why I'm here is because I'm getting paid to be here like there is nothing just like I love when wrestlers take jabs at cities because it's just it's like so old school and it's also like we're. Like nowadays, that like everyone's like, who cares? But in wrestling, man, you're just like, fuck you. I'm, I love this city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the you. best. It's the best. And, and uh, like, I haven't seen a crowd boo somebody for insulting their city so hard since um, Elias did it in uh, Seattle. And that. If you want to see like masterclass heel work, and granted Elias is not the greatest like wrestler ever, but like that moment, if you want to piss off a city, just take a dump on their sports team or just <laughs> take a dump on their crowd. It, it is the best. I yeah. love it when when it's just like you people are are dumber than me. I, I I hate you. It's just so good. And he, you're right, Jim, masterfully done. He is so good at it. And I, it is. It's very different than MJF because. You know what you're getting with MJF? You're, like, weirdly going to get insulted and love it. But, like, as soon as you start attacking my city, it's on, dude. Well, I don't know. Did
0: did you notice for several weeks there Dynamite had a thing where – You know, like, you know, like next week, this is happening in this match, and we're going to hear from this person. For a couple weeks, they kept saying, they kept having a graphic MJF is contractually obligated to appear. (laughs) (laughs) That was to me, to me, that's that's a subtle little detail. It's just a fucking brilliant heel, right? It's like, you know, he doesn't want to, he's contractually obligated to be in Seattle. Like, that kind of stuff is just fucking smart. that's just smart smart uh storytelling so yeah i love that stuff
2: yeah mjf did it too in seattle he like there's a clip floating around where he insulted the seahawks and it's like they, he shows the clip of them losing the super bowl <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it's
2: just a wave of booze i'm telling you just if you want heat man go after other sports other sport teams it's it's just easy easy marks man
1: well, and it was just and it was in it, I feel bad for not to throw this weird curveball out there, but like I think Tom, I, I told you this. I kind of feel bad for Luchasaurus, because you could tell he was like, um I um I'm a dinosaur, like and it was just you could tell Christian Cage was like, Okay, I shit, I gotta talk my way out <laughs> like it was just that last minute where he's like, oh, and Detroit kissed my ass. Like, <laughs> I just, that just really won me over. And I just, I thought that was so goddamn funny. Oh, I thought that was so funny. I also love that he chooses, he like purposely chooses to wear a turtleneck.
2: And that, <laughs> he is so. Like, That's heel, baby. It's That's heel. Horror. It is just, heel. there's something about a turtleneck, like a heel wearing a turtleneck being like, look at how sophisticated I am. I'm more intelligent than you. And it's like, dude, you're wearing a fucking turtleneck yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> to, can, to piggyback off that with the theme of our text messages from a couple days ago. Great Mitch, Mitch, uh, Mitch Hedberg joke, right? Do you ever wear a turtleneck and a backpack at the same time? feels like a really weak midget trying to take you down. <laughs> but no, wearing a turtleneck is a total heel move. That's a brilliant heel move by Christian.
2: That's that. That to me is always like reminiscent of like Bobby the Brain, Andy Kaufman. Just like it's, I yeah. am smarter than you, you idiots. Like it's just so good. Great choice, Mike. Great choice. Uh, and yeah, it just yeah
1: because no, I mean some of the matches were okay and
2: yeah, it's, it's whatnot been kind of like
1: a weird muddled week. Like, yeah, well, like that's it. Just I wanted it was kind of the theme we talked about last week. Not to bring up more matches, but just everything felt I wanted it to be better. Um, you know, like I really wanted that Orange Cassidy and Garcia match to be better. Yeah, I I get it that Garcia is trying to embrace the you know um, the the sports entertainer and get his dumb fucking dance over. But like, I also am like, okay, what are they doing with Orange Cassidy? Are they trying to make him the like I'm exhausted champion? And like who who's gonna come in and be finally too much for Orange? You know, because it I thought that, I actually thought Garcia was gonna win for a sec. I was like. Pretty sure. And then I was like, oh no, okay, whatever. But it just nothing. St- I wanted the Moxley and Omega match to be better. I mean, that the the swerve was, I didn't really see it coming. Um, but I just really? again kind of wanted that to be better and whatnot. And it just, it, I think they kind of, kind of killed their own vibe that night because they were like, these are pay per view matches, but it's not a pay per view. And it's like, oh, well, then we know the matches are going to be cut really, sh-, you know, yeah. I don't know. They just, that's what it kind of felt like to me. So, and, it NXT just seems to be. I don't know. I like don't the even fuck watch NXT. Yeah, why bother? Why <laughs> bother with NXT? It is. I, it's I've like read a few things, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? <laughs> John Michaels. That's really.
2: <laughs> I the thing with uh, Mox and Omega is it, it's just two really great wrestlers who just don't have that chemistry to me. Like every time they get in the ring, it's just like. You guys are great. You have really great styles, but they, man, they just do not mesh well. And I see what he, I, I get what they're trying to do, uh, you know, with, with that, the two different styles, you know, you've got the, the brawler versus, you know, the, the god of wrestling, basically. And it's like, eh, eh it just doesn't, it doesn't work.
0: They try too hard. Yeah, yeah i i think they just they try too hard because they are two of the biggest stars and you know like i will say one of the most absurd things i've seen in pro wrestling in a long time was the spot where uh mox was trying to choke uh omega with the ropes but you could see that the ropes weren't actually like able to coil tight enough to be a choke you could see that he had a good eight inches of room all the way around his neck it's like what the fuck guys come on like what are you doing you know like
1: well just even just to add to that jim it's like what do you do like why is Omega? like out of the times he's wrestled mox it's been what an exploding barbed wire a steel cage like why is why is omega in these like what are you trying to prove like to john's point you're the god of pro like what do you i don't get it like you don't need to be doing a good
0: match those two are capable of pulling off just a really good match just absolutely really good match
1: yeah i don't know but yeah even that just i was like eh. then i i for sure thought kenny omega like did something to himself when he did that v trigger and got like hung oh, up God, in the ropes
0: the shit out of me that well and that's through the they, cage oh. yeah
1: the same thing happened to um there's been a cup at santana got like he got really fucked up um because they don't like secure the cage and I was really so kind of surprised and I, so I remember looking watching the match and I'm like oh man oh they're still doing it where they're leaving that flexibility between but it's like it's not flexible enough you still get stuck in there and I don't know as many injuries as, as Omega has recently come back from it's like hey take it
2: down man just just relax <laughs> a little <laughs>
1: It's been a bit, uh, Tom, I believe you're up, uh, for a spotlight. Uh, who, uh, who, who in the world of professional wrestling are you going to enlighten us about? I'm uh, kind of intrigued. It's Virgil. (laughs) I have no Um, other way around it, guys. It's Virgil.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have a fun opening, but I do have some fun questions afterwards. Um, this dude, I think you guys will both love. Um, we've talked about him before. He comes from a really, really great family that I struggle to figure out who's a part of who, but none other than Jacob Fatu. Hey! All right. Yeah. <clears throat> I went on a weird kick of watching his stuff because a lot of his stuff is on, like, uh, YouTube. Uh, a lot of MLW stuff is on uh, uh, on YouTube. And, um, my God, that that dude is he, – he's phenomenal. He's so good. Um so Jacob Fatu, uh he came into the wrestling world uh obviously with his family that family. His famous family. Now I, I I know I'm notoriously known for getting names wrong. Is it Anoy or Anawa?
1: Anoi. Anoi? It, it's actually fully because I just saw something with Jacob Fatu and it's um I believe it's pronounced um Anawai. Anawai? It's, Anawahi, the anawahi family but everybody just i believe it's just more commonly it's it's the anoi family is what i've but yeah i look it up there's something he there was a clip i just saw he was i i want it wasn't chris van vliet but it was somebody and he he kept saying yeah, anawahi does and that i believe is the job f- of breaking it down yeah it, and that was i think i
2: sent it to you yeah, tom you did, And you like, it's anawahi, uh, anawahi. That, that's, what yeah. I, that's why I kind of wanted to pick him, too. Um, so he was trained by his uncle Rikishi, who, if you guys don't know who Rikishi is, Rikishi is the father of the Usos and Solo Sokoa. Um, now, Rikishi, because I did look up a lot of the uh, Mike Anawahi. Anoi? I just want to say Anoi
0: annoy is annoy is the easiest way okay i'm yeah. gonna go with annoy because
2: i'm tired of looking like an idiot all the time so the, uh, so rikishi the fatu's are one of the sisters of sika Anafa. so that's how those guys are related it gets man it's so crazy who's actually like in the family um so his his father sam fatu otherwise known as jim jim do you know
0: Tonga kid Yeah, Tonga
2: Kid. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Tonga Kid. Um, Umaga was his uncle, and the Usos are his cousins. And I know if you watch a lot of the, the videos of people breaking down the family, everybody in the family is like a cousin or an uncle. Um, but Jacob Fatu properly broke it down, and the Usos are cousins, uh, like proper, like blood, actual blood cousins. Now, The Rock, which we'll get into in a minute, he's from Peter Maivia's side. Um, and they're blood brothers, so they're not blood related, but they, he does consider them my like cousins because they were like hanging out all the time. Um, do you know who was at, who's actually considered part of the Annoy family? Haku. H- well, Haku technically, yeah, he's technically, um, which I didn't, I didn't know Jimmy Snuka and really? yeah, Jimmy Snuka weirdly, I, and I, I, been trying to find it out. Nobody really knows how Jimmy Snuka fits in there. Like he's, he was married. He was like married to somebody from the Fatu side. Okay. At least that's what I, I, I've read. Um, it's not
0: the woman that he murdered. That's a different one. Yeah, right? no, it's not
2: the woman. No. no.
0: <laughs> no. Jimmy um, Snuka murdered a woman. Just, you know.
2: Are you, are you ready for this, Jim? I, I know you appreciate this. Gary Albright.
0: Yes. He's no idea. Yes. It's the funniest he, part of the whole family. It is the weirdest
2: part. I was like, what? Gary <laughs> yeah. so, Albright is married to Monica Anoy, mm-hmm. which is alpha's daughter. Yep. Ugh, it gets, it's, it's wild, man. Um, yeah. and on Damn. the, on the high chief, Peter, Mayan Via side, you've got obviously the rock, uh, Nia Jax and Haku, but Haku and Rocky Johnson were also like weirdly broad, like blood brothers. They were like really, really good friends, and that's how Haku and everybody like is involved in that.
1: Yep. Yeah, but there's no, there really, there's no family relation between Haku, um, the Tonga and uh, Hawaiian or uh, Samoan. Yes. they're two very different cultures yeah. and two very different. Yeah, so yeah,
0: there's no genetic link there, but yeah, family is more than just genetics in the in, the, in those cultures. So, yep. yeah.
1: it's 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 wild. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. it's really crazy. I yeah, like- that
0: Rikishi
2: is, um, he's one of the brothers. Uh, so he's, um, no, who did I just say? Did I say Rikishi? Rikishi?
1: Yeah. Yeah. God yeah. Damn
2: it, Yokozuna.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you forgot oh, about Yokozuna's, Yokozuna.
2: His, yeah. his dad is one of Afanzika's brothers, but he never wrestled, only Yokozuna did. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah. what's his name? Umaga has a kid, too, that's, like, recently, he's, he's, like, training to become a wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, oh, it, wow. Weird, man, the, like, when they talk about a dynasty, man, it's, it's
1: legit. Uh so yeah. Fatu Oh well, you forgot about uh you also forgot about Roman and Rosie. They're they're brothers.
2: Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, Roman and Rosie are brothers, they're Sika's boys. And yep. Umaga is their like cousin, like proper cousin. So and, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> but Umaga is like so Umaga is Fatu uh Jacob Fatu's uncle. It, dude, it it's ridiculous. <laughs> Keep going, Keep going, yeah. Tom. Keep going.
0: This family—it's it, great. Yeah. Uh,
2: so Fatu was born May 11, 1990, in San Francisco. Um, obviously, he—he he, he was born into the the massive Anoy <laughs> family. Uh, there's really not too much about him except for when he was 18, he was kind of troubled youth and he got arrested for robbery. Um, and while he was in jail, he cites seeing the Usos wrestle and was like this is what I want to do with my life. Uh, and he, he, it was like kind of like the birth of like him turning his life around. Um, he didn't, he hasn't really wrestled in many major promotions. He's kind of focused his, uh, all this time in MLW. He, he debuted in 2012. Um, I don't know who black Pearl is, but it's a relative of his. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So most of 2013 and 2000, uh, or 2015, he was in California, independent promotions. He, he often teamed with his family. In 2018, he goes to Mexico. He loses to Octagon and Blue Demon Jr. Um, again, he's just like, he's just kind of like a student of the game learning from his family. I mean, what a great, like what a great place to learn from and, and. Uh, wrestlers to learn from um, you got MLW. So he comes to MLW in 2019 to present. He is probably the must watch dude <laughs> in MLW. Um, he first debuted uh, with uh, the almighty Sheik, And hmm. I want to say Simon gotch as con the contra unit. I know there was another guy involved. Jim, you
1: might Jim, Mike, you guys want to chime in.
0: Uh, I don't remember, but yes, there was a fourth man. I just don't remember who it was right now.
1: Yeah. It, well, I know they brought in some big math dude towards the end. Is that who you're thinking of? Kruger, Mads mm-hmm. Kruger or whatever. Oh, think you're think. right. Yeah, yeah. There was that guy, but Simon Gotch was, yeah, Simon Gotch was in it. And then it was the Sheik and then Jacob Fatu. But I think there may have been one more. You're right. I can't, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. It's. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while.
2: Um, so the, he gets into a feud with uh, Tom Lawler, who is uh, at the time the MLW champ. Um, he uh, Lawler retains uh, the the title a few times, but in the first ever MLW pay per view, uh, Fatu successfully defends uh, or he wins the the title and he successfully defends it uh, against La Park. Um, which, Mike, I didn't know about this. I thought this was kind of a cool. Um, Cool tidbit about him. Uh he was in a group called War Beast with Brody King and Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. That's a sweet fucking name. (laughs) Right. Um, so he's 6'2, 285, and he moves like a goddamn cruiserweight. Uh the dude's insane. Um, he can pull off some of the most unique blend of like both power moves and cruiserweight moves. Um, I think he's quite possibly one of the most entertaining wrestlers besides El Hijo del Vikingo, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well done, Dom. Uh, so we yeah.
0: Concentration on your face while you said that. Though. Shut or up. Jim, we're, luckily we're not on YouTube. <laughs> um, he
2: He's, he's, I think, I believe he's 30, 32. Um, super young. He's got, a, I think he's got a, a hell of a career ahead of him. Um, I, I, uh, One of um, I think possibly one of the greatest matches he's ever had was uh, the Hammerstone, him and Hammerstone going at it. I think that was one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. Um, Some weird, uh, not weird facts, um, but um, kind of a a quote that I thought that was really interesting um, was Jacob Fatu has eight children.
0: Um, What? Yeah. He's a busy man. (laughs) so uh he (laughs) wrap it up jacob wrap it the fuck up
2: (laughs) um one of the quotes i I loved about it is uh is he said that leave wrestling in the ring um he started out when he was in the import uh He's, he's, he, this is a quote from him. He states about the importance of family. He said, treat people good. The cat setting up the ring, doing all that. I appreciate them so much. I mean, I appreciate the boys in the back too, but you got to treat people good because you never know when you're going to see them on the way coming down. Leave the character out there. I'm a proud father of eight children. So that switch has to get turned off. When it's time to be a dad, it's time to be a dad. I thought that was really great, especially considering the, the kind of curse, the wrestling curse of being a, terrible dad, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and, I, I, I love this quote too. He said, professionally, professional wrestling has really saved my life. It saved our lives. He's referring to the Inouye family he said, I grew up not knowing what, uh, what I was going to be when I grew up. This just happened to me. I didn't grow up wanting to be a wrestler, but I'm glad all this happened. Now I understand the sacrifices my uncle and father did to make a living and to make a better life for me and my family. Um, um you
0: know, I, I hear people from the anui family and even the Hart family, like Brett Hart has said repeatedly, I didn't want to be a wrestler. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to be. If you're a Hart or an Anui, Anuai, whatever, like yeah. how the fuck do you even consider a career not in pro wrestling? Like I I just I I just can't fathom coming from that lineage. And not just automatically being like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to be fucking pro wrestler. Obviously, I mean, I'm genetically predisposed to be really good at it. So why the fuck wouldn't I do that?"
2: I totally agree. I I, I always think of um like the lesser known hearts, um and just how much they feel <laughs> like the guys who were like clearly dipping their toes in the water and they were like, oh, "This isn't for me." <laughs> Bruce, yeah, <laughs> <man>. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the, some of the moves that, um, that Jacob does are fucking insane. Um, he does it. One of his finishing moves is a double springboard moonsault and he, he does it flawlessly. It's beautiful. Dude. It's unreal. How good. And then he'll do, sometimes he'll do the split leg. So he'll like get more torque on it. Um, it's crazy watching him do it. I, I was watching the, the, that him and Hammerstone and he does it to Hammerstone and he does like that quick split. And I was like, how the fuck does he do that without killing the guy? Yeah. Um, he does a really fucking sick pop-up Samoan drop. I think he does the best one out of all of them. Um, he does a Spaceman Plancha, which I would be terrified to take, especially if a 300-pound 300, 300 guy is like cannonballing at me. Um, and I also did see, um, when he was kind of on the uh, indies, I haven't seen him do it recently, but he does a Whisper in the Wind, and it's flawless. Like I, I, I can't praise the guy enough. Like, flawless. flawless. I mean... It, it, drunk Jeff Hardy does you know like he, <laughs> he literally falls off the top of the turnbuckle so like it's not hard to like beat Jeff Hardy you know but um but it's 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 fantastic and um some, some matches to watch I highly recommend um this is when he was t- teaming up with I believe his cousin uh Jacob Fatu Juicy Fanu uh versus the Briscoes um I mentioned it several times now Hammerstone versus Fatu um, he just had a fucking banger of a match with Pentagon Jr. Uh, he has a really great match with Bandito. Um, he's seriously so insanely fun to watch. I'll give it to you guys before I, I ask my question to you guys. What do you guys think about Jacob Fatu?
0: Fucking love him. I mean, we, you said at the beginning we've we've talked about him a few times already on on the show. I, I think he's an absolutely amazing talent. Uh, you know, it's it's funny when you when you listen to the Anui family talk about family members, all of them have this absolute reverence for Umaga and what an amazing talent Umaga was. And you know, I, I thought of it when you mentioned the pop up Samoan drop that was that was an umaga thing and and it reminds me so much of umaga in so many ways uh, of that amazing blend of speed and power and and people who who are built like that shouldn't be able to do a standing shooting star press yeah where the fuck does this man get off being able to do a standing (laughs) shooting star press yeah He, he he is he's he's an an amazing, phenomenally uh, impressive talent. Um, you know, I, I think of I think of Jacob Fatu. I think of like Keith Lee. And yeah. talk about a fucking dream match for me! You put Jacob Fatu and Keith Lee in a ring together. Goosebumps, man! Goosebumps, yeah, all the money you just I take all of my money yes. i don't even fucking care uh so yeah i'm a i'm a big Fat jacob fatu fan um i i just recently actually came across a clip uh of him getting roasted by enzo so obviously the guy has given enough to this business because he was willing to sit there with enzo talking uh so god bless him for that but D- did you
2: did you him. see what he said after like i would have shit my pants if i was enzo no, well, I what, what jacob fatu like responded with no he was just basically like, uh, "If you run your fucking mouth again, I'm gonna fucking kill you." And it, <laughs>
0: it was like, "Oh my god, dude!"
2: <laughs> like talk about he was he was like talk about my motherfucking family again. I'm gonna fucking kill you. It was like, "Stop, Enzo!" Like, this, I'm he's not joking. he apparently too from everything i've I've read about him he's like a a super sweet dude he his character is like he's like i don't play a character he's like this is just me this is who i am and i mean i know a lot of wrestlers say that but like you know without without the like you know the theatrics like he's just a super chill dude from what i and like every interview i've seen he's just like super excited super thankful to be there um I know a lot of people are questioning when and wherever like why hasn't he shown up to Wwe um I think he you, you know he'll say you know part of his timing he's kind of being humble but he's like dude I'm loving it in MLW he's like I can provide for my family and he's like I'm good down here and, you know he's like I want people to to you know he's like I just don't want people to think that like I got to Wwe because of my cousins and my bloodline he's like I want to prove that I can go there but he's like I'm happy if I don't if I don't go there, and I was like, "That's pretty awesome," and I'm, I'm sure maybe that's kind of a reason why maybe he's, they're kind of passing him up because he's like, you know, well, you should, you should want to be here, brother, you know. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> well, and I think too, he just didn't he just win. I think like their kind of big tournament, uh, the Battle Riot, um, and I think he won it again because I think they're gonna they're gonna do another round of uh, him and Hammerstone, um, which I concur, Tom was great. Like that was a. Like that to me was just fun storytelling wrestling. Um, yeah. If anything, Jacob Fatu, he's he's a great wrestler, but he's a great storyteller. Um, he, I think, I think even with the Lawler uh, match, not to jump around, um, I think even the build up to the Lawler match was a good six months at least. It was a ra- it was a good long story, um, and it was great. But the Hammerstone one was like you were just like yeah. Because I, I even think Hammerstone kind of started out as a heel. Um, and then they, you know, he, he went more baby face, but it was just this, the, yeah, get him, get him Hammerstone. And, you know, it was, they, you know, that was when Contra unit came back and it Mm. was even bigger and meaner and all that fun stuff. But yeah, he, he reminds me of what I wanted Umaga to be just this like unhinged fucking just war, like mania, like not worried, like warrior, I guess. Like, I don't know, just like. I don't know. Like he's just, he's such a good blend of Samoa Joe, um, uh, Umaga, uh, S- Sola Sokoa. I think it's all, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's great. But I think, um, since where I was going is he just won and I have a feeling he may get another title run. Um, and you know, why not, you know, give it another round of, you know, ha- you know, why not do a couple of, you know, Babyface versus heel drops every once in a while and see where that takes you, you know. So, but I concur. But yeah, Jacob is amazing. He's just he's he's great. And I've heard, same thing, Tom. I've heard he's just a really chill dude. It's like man, just love loves what he does. <laughs> Can't blame him.
0: Eight fucking kids. Eight eight kids.
1: and he, I'm pretty sure he's thirty. I want to say he's thirty.
0: How do you take a shit? Like like how do your kids leave alone to take a shit in your own home? Eight fucking kids.
2: Kids. That's unreal. So my question for you guys is to to wrap this up. If you could pick fantasy booking, your fantasy bloodline, this, this, the story that we're getting in WWE, who would you have? You can have anybody present, past, um, I'm looking for a world champ, your tag champs, the IC champ, a mouthpiece, and an enforcer role. Who who would you guys get? Jim, I'm real and you and you I I, I say you can use uh the Peter Maya via side as well. Haku, whoever you want. So who's who's your
1: bloodline? Top to bottom. Jesus Christ.
0: God damn. Uh well I I think he, I think Personally, I think you keep Paul Heyman as your mouthpiece. Yep, he has agreed. the history there. Uh Simone SWAT team. Uh I I I think he's a great mouthpiece for the bloodline. Uh, and I would keep him there. Enforcer, fucking haku, duh. Uh it's, that's, that's that's for me, that's the easiest part of all of it. Um, I would actually keep the Usos as the tag team. Uh I would keep the Usos. I think they're a phenomenal tag. Um I'd go with i would i would go with the rock as your champ oh and i would go with uh yeah i'd go i'd go i'd go umaga as the ic oh nice yeah
1: well done well done mike Mm -hmm. man i gotta i'm gonna go top to bottom um shockingly enough um i just i think they're they're doing him dirty, and I think they're just they're 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 rushing the storyline that they had built. But I, I like yeah. Roman, I, I really do. I think he's a great he's a great Mark. blend of the. <laughs> what'd you say, <laughs> Mark? Mark. <Yeah. laughs> Yes, yes, I am. Um, no, I, I, he's done a great blend and I just, I think he's been the byproduct of whatever this dumb bullshit with this new title is. And hey, don't even get me started on that, but, um, I, I think he's doing just fine. I think he's just, he's got to have the right players. Um, and in my world, um, of, of, of bloodline. So next would be the IC champ. Um, boy, um, I could see. Jimmy and or Jay um hmm. in that role. Um kind of just it just I could see them just kind of being bratty not necessarily bratty but just always like never quite there um with the bloodline, but like still very family and they, you know, they're always just both around. Um so I could see him interchangeably do it. I mean, I I who is it who faced Roman in the set was it Jimmy Jay, right? Jimmy yeah. Jay. He, yeah. he he can I think he can carry it. I really do. Um, and has to answer to Roman. I thought that was, I thought that was, uh, that's what got me like, Oh shit. Like, what's going on with this bloodline storyline? So it's there. I think they just need again, better material. Um, as far as a tag team give me, I've always thought these guys never really got their just dues, the barbarians. And that's where I was Ooh. kind of surprised as your enforcer, uh, Jim is, is breaking up the, cause Haku and, um, oh my barbarian. God, the barbarian, but what was his name? But it was the barbarian. It was just the barbarian. Yeah.
0: The faces of of doom is what they were called. Oh my God.
1: Give them, take away the corniness of it and you get, Oh my God, they were brutal. Like, absolutely. And literally they were like the henchmen and like they, 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 I don't, not the four horsemen, but the horsemen for Roman reigns. Oh man, give me that all day. And honestly, I think as an enforcer, I think Sola is doing it. He's doing a great job. I think he's getting a good build. Um he's got a long way to go but I think he's doing a, a a pretty good job of it and he's the only one I could really think of it. So um I've just never been a big it, the the it's, the rocks come and gone for me at this point, you know. And so not forgetting what he's done, he did a lot and I'm I'm there was a lot of shit he did. I actually went down this weird rabbit hole, they did this. I found this um the build up for the stone cold um him and stone cold match at wrestlemania and i think the big thing was they were using limp biscuits my way or whatever but it was a really good build up that build up so good it's amazing it's one of the best where it was like fuck yeah i'll watch that match you know why not you know so just but he had his time and so yeah that's my bloodline i think it's yeah well my my world champs gary albright um
2: <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah, obviously uh no I, I I went with Jim uh I got The Rock cuz I think you know as as they said you know Romans the head of the table there'd be no table without The Rock. I think The Rock is the one who kind of really catapulted that family. Um for the the tag I put Umaga and Jacob uh, as the Simone Hit Squad. I think that would be that uh, um, I love a big mean tag team. What's that?
0: That'd be fucking badass. Oh, dude,
2: wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I, the IC, because I think he was just a really good worker. I think he was really underrated. The Tonga kid. Um, Haku is the enforcer. And uh, honestly, for your mouthpiece, Tom, uh, yeah, Tama Tonga. Nice. I, I had to go with oh, Tama. I love fun. Paul Heyman, though. I mean, it was tough between Paul Heyman and, and Tamatanga. So that'd be my ideal bloodline.
0: Nice. Not no, bad. that's a le- that's a left fielder for me with Tom Tonga, but that, actually that makes a lot of sense now that you say it. Even though in Africa, you could actually and Roman, do- Roman like
2: kind of don't like each other.
0: Well, I I don't blame him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame Tama one bit. Yeah.
1: Tama is just better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I but then again, I mean, it's it, it is. It, I'm like, oh man, I I don't know when we're gonna get a gorilla. In this, in the gorillas of destiny, man, like they, oh, they were so good. Oh god, dude, um, they were the best. Some of those entrances. That's when Tama was his like really vicious too. They come out with like <laughs> uh, the face paint. Yeah, no, they come out with well the face paint, but the predator masks. Mm-hmm. Him and his oh, brother yeah. would.
0: Well, and, you know his 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 Twitter handle is the good bad guy, and I think that's like the de- the Grills of Destiny run is where he really earned that. Right? He really is. He's just a fantastic fucking bad guy. Fantastic really bad, guy. bad guy. <laughs>
1: Did you, did you see that where he was doing the the weird thing where he was, he was trying to be the good bad guy or like he was trying to be the, what was it? It was like, he didn't want to do anything that he did and everything, his moves he did under protest or he'd like scream like, like he didn't want to, it was hysterical. And then of course it's just this like, Oh, Tama. And then he just immediately goes heel and like obliterate and it was just like oh that's you know you kind of had us for a second there and it was really it was really funny <laughs> but it was like why is he doing this like maybe he maybe he's gonna go face
2: oh nope, he nope, never mind. You, no he didn't do you guys remember when he uh <clears throat> Enzo tried to go like one on one with him no,
0: <laughs> like, via via Twitter Bad idea, that was pretty Enzo. good
2: no Bad idea. terrible idea, Bad idea. Enzo.
0: Like most of his ideas, bad idea, Enzo. (laughs) (laughs) That'll wrap it up for this episode, but come back next time for more news, analysis, and of course, Spotlighted Wrestler of the Week. Big thanks for giving us a listen, and super thanks for subscribing to this podcast, so you can have our dulcet tones delivered right to you each week. Feel free to leave us some feedback on your podcast delivery platform of choice. On behalf of Mike and Tom, I am Jim, and we are out.